The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn the latest in the world of mobile, web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Hi, everybody. This is Cindy Crum, and you're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm here with my new co-host, Bryson. Say hi, Bryson. Tell everyone all your details, who you are. Hi, Bryson. Uh, this is Bryson Meunier. I am an associate director at Resolution Media, uh, and I work in content, which includes mobile content. I'm happy to be here. Yay, and we're really happy to have Bryson on board now. He is one of the best... Um, mobile SEOs out there, and uh, just a really smart, fun guy in general. So this is his second show as co-host, and we're psyched to have him. So we have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today, um, especially if you've been following any of the kind of mobile news. You've probably heard about the T-Mobile sidekick debacle. Uh, Bryson, have you heard of this? I have heard of it. Uh, it's quite a debacle. <laughs> it is. I watch. I've been watching all the the mobile stuff that happens on Twitter, and it's pretty much all people are talking about. It's that, and then the new um, Photoshop iPhone app is getting a lot of buzz on Twitter right now. But let's let's start with the the T-Mobile thing. So if you haven't heard, here's what happened. Or Bryson, do you want to explain what happened? Well, I can explain briefly. Uh, if I leave anything out, you know, please uh, supplement. But basically, the uh, there were problems with data, as I understand it, uh, with the sidekick specifically. And, uh, I mean, very basically, uh, Microsoft and T-Mobile tried to make amends uh, today by offering $100 off of the bill, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, it you know, it causes, uh, it's basically all of the data was lost. So there are cloud computing issues and... You know, is it is it better to have uh, all of your data in a cloud when that data can be lost, as it was in this case? Uh, is, is that pretty much it, Cindy? Yeah, well, so so backing up a little bit, what happened was, so T-Mobile had this deal with Microsoft, and they were hosting or they were storing all of their Sidekick users' data on this server that they called Danger, which I think is a bad idea anyway to call it Danger. <laughs> That's kind of, they set themselves up there. But, first mistake. Um, right, first mistake. Call it something like flowers and unicorns. Um, but... So, so they had it all on this danger server, and the danger server crashed and lost oh, everyone's info. Right, <laughs> it's Microsoft. <laughs> Who knew? Um, and so, so it crashed. It lost everyone's data, including like contacts, calendars, their Twitter uh, list of friends, and just everything that they had put on their sidekicks was gone. Um, and totally. Right, Perez Hilton is leading the fight against T-Mobile, just trash talking left and right to the point where people are already getting mad at Perez, telling, you know, saying, you know, back off. It's old news now, but um, 
but so so people are livid about this because and i would be livid as well i mean i don't know anyone's phone number anymore I'm, i know like as a kid i knew everyone's sure. phone number but i don't even know my parents phone number right now hardly it took me a while to learn my own phone number <laughs> yeah um so. my wife my wife still asks me what my phone number is and <laughs> So, so, so that would be a huge problem. And I see, I see on Twitter people like sending out calls to everyone they know, saying, "Look, I don't have your details anymore. Um, send me your name and your phone number so I could put you back in my phone." So people are absolutely livid. And, and so you're right. T-Mobile. Um, well, first off, what they did, um, I think they didn't do a great job handling it in a PR kind of way. They were kind of not addressing it head on, just kind of ducking whenever they could. But um, it seems like now they're they're going out and they're saying, yeah, we're, well, first they took the sidekick off of the, uh, they they made it so you couldn't buy it anymore. So if you wanted to buy a sidekick on their on their website, it showed up as out of stock, um, and they took them all off the shelves at their stores. And now they've come out and said that they're going to give everyone who lost their data a hundred dollar credit, which is something I immediately said should happen. Like they should have a at least not pay for this month of service since this month of service was particularly bad. <laughs> I wouldn't call that service as much as disservice. So anyway, yeah, so that's absolutely. so that's what happened. But that brings up that brings up a really interesting point just for like not necessarily mobile search, but maybe mobile search, but just mobile marketing and, and mobile life in general is I've been saying for a long time that I think phones are going to continue to get slimmer and slimmer as um, networks improve because as, as networks improve, we'll be able to put more stuff into the cloud so we won't have to have the the hardware on our phone, the memory that we do right now, because everything will ping off of the cloud. But this is a good, you know, illustration of the the problems with now that. Now, obviously, um, T-Mobile, Microsoft, whoever is liable here, should have been backing up that server. Yeah, right. I, mean, I think I think that's the real issue. You know, it's not. Not necessarily the cloud that's bad. It's just we need backup for the cloud so that this doesn't actually happen. You know, uh, backup typically would be on the devices, but uh, hopefully this will be a lesson to both Microsoft and T-Mobile and everybody else who who has seen this debacle. You know that that the cloud uh, should be uh, plural. That you know there should be a lot of different servers. That have this data on it, um, because you know, otherwise you 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 run the risk of, of something like this. Absolutely. Well, and what Matt Cutts was saying was um, basically that you know it's not a good idea to just rely on the cloud if you can't export or rely on devices that don't allow you to export things from the cloud. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now the new walled garden is that little cloud, you know, and they sure. keep that data and you can never get it out of there. But you need to be able to, it's your data, you know, yeah. so you need to be able to back it up. Yeah, um, and I'm wondering, I haven't looked, did people, if people had songs and music on their on their sidekick, did they lose that too? Because that's stuff they paid for. Yeah, very good That'd question. That'd be bad. Yeah. Definitely bad. I mean, the whole thing is bad all around, you know, so it's hopefully, as I said, it becomes a lesson to some of these companies that uh, that really uh, are into cloud computing, that they back up their customers' data, that they allow their customer to 
own uh, his or her data, and you know they're they're very upfront about that because if this keeps on happening, it's not you know a hundred dollars isn't going to be enough. You know, it's going to be the end of cloud computing. Oh my gosh! I mean, if if I lost all the data on my phone. I would, I mean, that would be lawsuit worthy for me. Like, it would kill yeah. my business, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that, that there are people who, who are experiencing that right now where they've lost important business contacts. And now they look, you know, kind of dumb to their business contacts going, oh, yeah, I didn't get back to you because I don't have your phone number anymore, you know? Sure. So that's a bummer. So, okay. So, and, and one of the things that I saw on Twitter regarding uh, that whole thing was um, someone that was kind of dissing the sidekick, which was like, oh, you know, this is sad for the 16 people who still have a sidekick. But that's not actually the case. There are lots of people with sidekicks. Um, it was kind of the big fad. When was it? Like three years ago. That's what all the yeah. cool kids have. Um, and then people, you know, that audience went quickly to the uh, the iPhone and the, um, you know, Android phones, mostly iPhones, I think. But but sidekicks are still really popular. I think they're actually quite popular in South America still. Um, and, and HTC in general is um, a very, very popular brand. So, um, so but let's talk a little bit about um, handsets moving into the future. Or do we need to go to commercial first? Let's go to commercial. So when we come back, we're going to be talking more about different handsets um, and how cloud computing is going to affect mobile marketing. Um, and then we'll wrap it all up with um, handsets and, and mobile search applications. So, so we'll be right back. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by EngineReady. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. 
SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. And we're back. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. I'm here with my co-host, Bryson Munier, and today we're talking about mobile handsets and how they affect uh, mobile marketing and just the way people interact with their phones. So we just got finished talking about the uh, sidekick debacle with the MSN server crashing and T-Mobile, you know, giving everyone credits and, and how upset people were. But but now we're going to talk about just moving into the future, what kinds of handsets are popular, what what's making handsets popular, um, and how that affects cloud computing and how that affects um, mobile search or how all those things tie together. So Bryson, let's, uh, we're going to, we're going to out you here. What kind of a phone do you use? Well, I have a BlackBerry Pearl uh, on T-Mobile, and uh, but I, you know, use a an iTouch for all of the iPhone uh, apps because uh, being a mobile geek, uh, as you know, Cindy, I, I know you have an iPhone. Uh, you, you can't really um, you need to experience the App Store. Uh, it's it's one of the hottest uh, things in mobile right now. So if you have a BlackBerry, you, you kind of need a, an iPod Touch. Yeah. So do you carry both around with you all the time? Oh. Yeah, pretty much. I know actually that um, I thought that that was uncommon, but I talked to some people in the industry, um, and they tell me that they do the same thing. Uh, Greg Sterling uh, among them. So um, yeah, yeah, but it's it's kind of a pain though because you need a Wi-Fi connection, so it's not like you can use it anywhere, uh, and it doesn't have a microphone, so you can't use really cool stuff like voice search. So it has its limitations, but it's kind of you know I'm one of those guys that just doesn't. Uh, that, that really doesn't want to go with AT and T, uh, and until they, you know, start to uh, have a better network or, um, you know, get. Uh, it, 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 I'm kind of waiting for the iPhone, hopefully in 2010, to come to other carriers. Right. Well, and you saw in the UK that the iPhone is now they've opened it up, and now it's going to be available on. I think right now it's it's available on. Uh, Orange or O mm-hmm. and and now it's going to be available on two more carriers. I know Vodafone and um, T-Mobile or something like that because T-Mobile and Orange are going to buy each other merge or something like that. But anyway, yeah. so they're opening it up in the UK. So maybe the US will be next. Yeah, they're opening it up in Can- Canada too. So um, you know, it's uh, they're talking about ending the exclusivity in 2010, and uh, I'm kind of hoping for it. Although. Now with Android being everywhere, I mean, uh, you, you just you heard that they announced the uh, the deal with Verizon, and um, you know there are Android phones on T-Mobile already. There's going to be an Android phone in Sprint. Uh, you know, Android is just becoming ever present, and and I think that I mean Android is it's not as sexy as the iPhone, but it's kind of getting there with uh, some of the MyTouch stuff that they're doing and. And I don't know, maybe, you know, by then I'll want the next uh, Android phone. Absolutely. I'm about to go buy an Android phone. Now, now you mentioned that I'm on an iPhone, um, and that, that is true, but I also have um, problems with AT&T, so my, my oh, iPhone okay. is actually not on the AT&T network. Um, oh, but 
<laughs> I'm a rebel. Um, <laughs> but but for a long time, I was still on a, a BlackBerry. Um, and so, and even though I was talking a lot about iPhones and I used iPhones a lot and stuff like that, and now I'm kind of building out my phone collection um, so that I have a lot of different phones. But, but there's this uh, survey that came out just today. Um, and it's, who's this by? By eMarketer. And it's called Which Smartphones Fill uh, Consumer Content Needs. And as it turns out, Android phones get, um, get higher rankings than the iPhone in some pretty important um, statistics. For instance, surfing the web. Um, uh, it says, select mobile content activities among U.S. smartphone owners by operating system. And so it says, surfing the web gets 87% with Android and only 77% with the iPhone. So that's, you know, what do people like? Mm. Uh, you know, that, that, that makes sense, Cindy. I think that, um, you know, it's called the uh, G1 with Google on T-Mobile, and, and it's because Google actually creates the user experience. So, you know, when Google creates the user experience, they're going to make it friendly for browsers. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that so that data uh, isn't that surprising to me, given that. Yeah. Well, but this is really important if you're about to, I mean, if you look at, we talked about this la last week, if you look at all of the Android phones that are about to launch in 2010, Android is going to be much more available than, than the iPhone operating system just because of price and because of carrier. All the people who aren't willing to switch to AT&T will now have this better web surfing experience, but it's not just web surfing that Android gets better rankings on. It's actually maps and directions, and that's super important for mobile search um, be because of the local aspect of it. People who are using mobile local together in SEO and doing a great job, you know, getting their local SEO um, together for the mobile effort. So people actually, so Android gets 32% um, satisfaction and iPhone only gets 29%. So uh, very, very interesting. I think, um, and I think that if, uh, if you're really looking at a mobile effort, mobile marketing and mobile SEO and stuff like that, if you've been ignoring Android, now is the time to really get ready for Android to hit because I really think it's going to be important. Um, even in the next six months, you're going to be mis missing out. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree with that. Um, I, you know, for a while, Android has been ignored because they really don't have the reach that the App Store has and, you know, they don't have have nearly as many apps and nearly as many subscribers to their Android market as uh, Apple has to the App Store. But I think, you know, that, that it's really exploding now. And it's kind of yeah. uh, it's difficult for marketers to ignore it, you know. Right. Especially, and we were talking a little bit uh, about this offline, but the um, one of the things that Android just recently uh, did was they made the app search uh, in in the so they foregrounded app search in the Android user experience. So now you can actually search uh, along with everything else. You can search applications too, which makes the game interesting for mobile marketers uh, because you know there's always this um, this dichotomy of you know is it app apps or websites? You know which one should I invest in? Which one should I optimize? And now with, with this change, you know, it's not really an either or. It's, it's now everything is accessible. Uh, and so you need to, to think about, you know, 
what your content is relevant for because it's going to be searchable. Right. So I, I, I think that that is one of the, the more interesting things that, that I've seen uh, uh, in mobile you know, recently, certainly. Well, and if you look at the success that YouTube has seen, I mean, um, who is it? Comscore says that if YouTube were not owned by Google, it would be the second oh, yeah. largest second largest search engine in the world. And yep, so yep. the YouTube model really works very well, and that's what the Android uh, app marketplace is set up, exactly like YouTube, where things bubble to the top based on what the users like. So we don't, so, you know, anyone could submit stuff. I think it only costs you $25 or something like that, versus the, the Apple App Store, which is a bit more uh, cloak and dagger, smoke and mirrors, where you don't know exactly if your app is going to get um, let through, why it would be denied, stuff like that. So I think um, the techie community, you know, the techie community hates stuff like that. Um, (laughs) So I think maybe, you know, more and more good developers are going to switch to the Android um, applications just because they know their stuff will get in and because um, the... The, app- the application store experience is going to be better. So anyway, I guess yeah. it's it's definitely a threat. Now, here's something kind of tying back to the cloud thing that, that I've been thinking about for a long time. And one of my biggest problems with Apple's stuff is that I buy stuff, applications and whatever, but unless I'm set up with MobileMe, my stuff is not saved to the cloud. So songs stay on... Uh, songs or applications or whatever, they can be transferred over a wire to my iPhone or to my um, iPod. But I'm hoping that Android kind of gets their stuff together and puts the apps that I buy and stuff that I, all my content in the cloud. Do you think? Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. In fact, I, I think that, uh, well, I know that it's happening with um, with the iPhone right now with, Rhapsody specifically, they approved that Rhapsody app so that so it's already happening with the iPhone with uh, the Rhapsody app. And uh, I know that I'm actually beta testing the Lala uh, app. Lala is essentially, you can have all of your music in the cloud. So it's at lala.com. And so you don't actually have to have any physical music, you know, it's all digital. And so you can have essentially your entire collection, regardless of your, uh, your storage uh, on your iPod or on your iPhone. So I know that, you know, it's happening in iPhone. I would assume that, you know, if it's successful in the app store, it's probably going to happen in Android as well. Right. Well, and I think that's going to be a huge game changer, especially when you think about like on the iPhone. Now it's letting you search the whole phone. Uh, I think that's going to change search as a whole because you'll be able to search um, your cloud instead of searching the web at large. So let's say I want to see a website that I know I've been to before. Why would I search the web at large um, when I could just search my cloud? Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying the same thing about, like, search and social where, you know, you don't necessarily want – you don't trust everybody. So you don't want to necessarily trust, you know, everybody who puts content out there. You want to narrow that down into, you know, uh, a specific – you know, the people that you know, essentially. So uh, I can right. see that working in the, the cloud as well. Yeah, I think that uh, mobile is really going to change a lot of 
a lot of different things about search. I mean, obviously, location factor um, is going to be really important. Now, I saw a question go across on uh, on Twitter the other day that that made me think. Um, someone was asking, "What in your mind constitutes hyperlocal?" And to me, hyperlocal is like next door or within walking distance. Because I'm thinking in a mobile way. If I want to search for something, I'm probably looking for something I can walk to. Is that yeah? Um, yeah. Hyperlocal, yeah, is essentially like, you know, Bluetooth advertising where, you know, you send uh, at Madison Square Garden was talking at, at Think Mobile uh, last year about how if they know that, you know, they have a uh, someone who visits, they have a consumer in like outdoor, for example, they can send them a uh, they can send them tickets or, or, you know, some sort of incentive like within walking distance of Madison Square Garden. You know, it's uh, it's really talking about um, focusing on the uh, the people within, like, immediate distance. Right. Okay, well, with that, we're going to go to one more quick commercial break, and then we'll be back, and we'll be talking more about handsets, cloud computing, and then let's get into uh, some, some application search discussion. So we'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Saddle up with the Search Cowboys. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. And we're back. You're listening to Mobile 
Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. This is Cindy Crum and Bryce Munier. Today we've been talking about different handsets, uh, talking about the sidekick debacle and cloud computing and all the things that uh, go with that, including search. So, Bryson, you had mentioned um, application search and the, the, uh, the Android application search. Now, are you talking about a Google application that's specifically for Android, or are you just talking about the App Store? Because there is a Google application specifically for the iPhone. No, I'm talking about Android market specifically. Google, you know, I just sort of uh, read this, you know, not, not reading for detail, but from what I understand, Google announced a uh, uh, something on the, the homepage of, not homepage, but on the, the the welcome screen of Android that allows people not just to search, um, not just to search web pages, but to search uh, applications as well. So this oh, is Android. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, so so let's talk a little bit then about um, we were talking about hyperlocal search and how that impacts mobile, and then let's talk a little bit then about um, Application search in a different sense, and that is um, mobile search applications. Because I've been telling people recently that if you want to be found on mobile phones, it's not enough to do traditional, well, traditional mobile SEO, if there is such a thing. It's not enough to do just regular mobile SEO for Google. You actually have to make sure that you're showing up in the mobile search applications, like Urban Spoon um, and Mobile Yelp and stuff like that. Is that, uh, is that kind of your thought as well? Yeah, I mean, I hate to agree with you all the time, but uh, this actually, you know, makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, and I, I've been telling people the same thing that, uh, you know, it, it's really. In fact, I wrote a um, search engine led article about optimizing for optimizing apps as well. I mean, you need to think about um, in 2007, Google introduced universal or blended search, and this meant essentially that you had to. Uh, optimize things beyond the web page, you know, and, and um, because videos show up in the search results, you need to optimize videos as well. And so this is even more uh, the case in mobile because there are so many different types of content, you really need to make sure that all of them are, are out there and, and all of them are, are uh, optimized uh, in order to be visible. Right. Now, why do you hate to agree with me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but normally, uh, you know, I think that uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, contention makes for an interesting discussion. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's okay. Everyone agrees with me. <laughs> Actually, I disagree with that, so. Okay, fine. <laughs> um Right. So, 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 I've, your article about optimizing your applications for application search, I thought it was huge. It's a great article. Um, just saying, like, I, I agree with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because a lot of people aren't thinking about that. If you are spending a bunch of money uh, to develop a really cool application and you give it a horrible name or a horrible description that no one's searching for, then uh, it it may not. Show Show up because the truth is, all an app store is is a search engine, you know, and it's not yeah. a very sophisticated search engine. And that's the key point, Cindy, is that you know, right now, 
optimizing for the app store is like, you know, keyword density and, and, you know, 1995 stuff. And so right. it, it really, it doesn't, uh, it right now applications show up at the top that simply like stuff their pages full of keywords. And I, I, you know, not advocating that, especially for larger brands with a lot to lose. Um, but <laughs> it, it is really, uh, something that is not, you know, if you put some effort into understanding the words that people use and where, oh, pardon me, that's how it looks, uh, the words that people use and where those words are in the, uh, you know, the content that you write, uh, you're, you're pretty much going to be optimized. You don't have to worry about links or, or anything like that. Right. Well, and my favorite, one of my favorite things that you said in there was that two of the, the biggest search words in the App Store are free right free yeah. and what was the other one cheap or something like that the free and uh, fun is, is something that's big uh you know if you look at the app uh search suggest so on an ipod touch or on an iphone you can see the, the keywords that pop up pretty often and, and usually they are uh you know people who've developed applications or words that people put in common words and yeah free is one of the biggest ones Right. So, so even if you want to set, like charge for your application, it's generally a good idea to throw up a light version of it, like a free yeah. version, just so it can rank and Absolutely. people can try it out for free. I mean, that's really, really sound advice. Now, something else that you didn't mention because it wasn't particularly topical for that post, but mm -hmm. if you're promoting, if you're promoting an application in the app store, you can send PPC traffic there. You can send mobile PPC traffic there. Um, Very so, important. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way. And, and it, you know, depending on how much you've spent for your application, you know, thousands of dollars, it wouldn't hurt to chuck another, you know, thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars into promoting it to get the downloads and get the vis visibility that you're looking for in the first place. So, but a lot of people right now, they're, they're budgeting for the development of the app, but they're not budgeting to promote the app at all. Oh. I think that that's really important, uh, you know, and not just PPC, but you need to think about uh, how your overall advertising is integrated with mobile. You know, I, I have some great, um, uh, I, I know some campaigns that, you know, are, are print advertising that are really, um, you know, concerned with making sure that the ad appears for mobile when people are looking for it, you know. So um, it, it's... Uh, uh, for example, here in Chicago, uh, the CTA has, you know, apps for their CTA bus tracker on the bus, and they promote the mobile website, or they could promote a mobile app, you know, and it's really uh, important to think about how does your traditional print advertising or your broadcast advertising, like, actually integrate with mobile, you know, and I think right. that there are only uh, only a few brands right now that do that exceptionally well. Uh, yeah, it's crucial. I mean, that's actually, well, you know I'm writing a book, and that's a lot of, of what the book is concerned with, is how uh -huh. to uh, integrate everything, because mobile is what bridges the gap. Mobile takes people from offline to online, and vice versa. And mobile's with you, whether you're offline or you're online. So you, uh, using it to be the glue that, that draws everything together is really, really powerful. So, so anyway, we have to wrap it up today. Um, really great discussion. It'll be continued next week. Um, so, any closing comments from you, Bryson? Um, no, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I just uh, think that it was another great discussion, as you said, and uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Talk to you next week. <laughs>